Welcome everybody on YouTube. This is part three of arguably our most powerful series that we've done yet. This is our series, Faith That Moves Mountains. You know, the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, that it's impossible to please God without faith. And faith is a topic that not too many ministers actually press into when it comes to dissecting what it is, the reality of it, the substance of it, and how to put it into action in your life. Jesus said that faith can move mountains. So it's pretty crucial to understand what faith is and how to activate it in your life. The Christian walk, I always tell people this, <clears throat> I always tell people this, the Bible is not written based off of faith. But a lot of Christians and a lot of people read the Bible as if it's written off of faith. Or they teach it in their agnostic professor's classes or their atheist professor's classes that the Bible is written off of faith. As if a bunch of like Christian monks way back in the day gathered a bunch of scrolls and wrote up this fairy tale about a man that claimed to be the son of God who took on flesh and carried the sins of the world. But the Bible is not written that way. The Bible is actually the most historically proven factual document on the face of the earth. There is nothing else on the planet that you can prove more in this reality outside of the Bible. The Bible has more eyewitnesses. The Bible has more documents that uh, signify the actual reality of Jesus Christ, who he was, that he said who he was and that people believed him, what he walked out and the impact that he had on the planet. So remember, your Christian life is a life based off of faith. It's functioned by faith. It's increased by faith. And eventually you're promoted into glory by faith as well. But the Bible is not written off of faith. You just receive what's inside of it based off of faith. But you have to remember it's written off of facts. Your faith will be messed up if you don't read this book as if it's written off of facts. If you don't believe that every word in this book is Holy Spirit written by the hand of God, then you will not receive what it has to say. And you'll become what the Bible calls a double-minded man. And a double-minded man should expect to receive nothing from the Lord. So, let's get in to what the Bible says about activating our faith. But quickly, before we get into that, I want you to stick around till the end, because I promised you that we'd be handing out some free gifts. And tonight, we're going to give away these Apple AirPods. So, if you want to make sure that you get an opportunity to get these Apple AirPods or whatever gift we give away next week, make sure that you share this with somebody else right now. Let's get right into it. Hello, Eric Stone on Facebook, Skywalker on YouTube, Sandra, Acacia on YouTube. I love you guys. If you're on YouTube right now, whether you're watching this live or you're watching this after it's posted, give this video a thumbs up and share it with somebody. Share it with somebody that doesn't like you because that's always fun. And then share it with somebody that you love tremendously. Part number three, how to activate your faith. Let's do a quick recap just to remind you where we left off before the Thanksgiving day. I hope you guys all had a great Thanksgiving. Lots of turkey. You got fat and sassy to get ready to, uh, to burn off all of those calories at the end of the holiday season. It's always Christians that are posting all over their social media. New year, new me. But uh, I became a new person back in 2017 when I got born again. Amen. So step number one was what is faith? Remember, I covered on Tuesday that faith 
is a substance. What is it the substance of? Of revelation knowledge. Go to Hebrews chapter 11. We'll start in verse 1. And remember, I, I want you to keep this heart posture. The moment that you think you know something, you probably are not going to receive anything from a message. So if you feel like, man, you've read the same chapter each time that you've tied out of this subject, I already know what that says. That's great. You won't receive a thing. But if you remain what the Bible calls poor in spirit, then you'll receive everything that God has for you tonight. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. This is the ESV version, but I'll quote the New King James Version. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. I want you to type in the comments. Say revelation knowledge equals substance. Now faith is the substance, meaning it's real, it's tangible, it's not fake, of things hoped for. Hope always pertains to the future. It is the conviction or the evidence of things not seen. Remember, we covered, it's not the evidence of things that don't exist. It's just the evidence of things that you do not see because they are things in the spirit. Remember, we covered on our last series, who you are in Christ the inheritance that you received. You received two inheritances. Number one, in the natural. That's called the blessing of Abraham. Jesus says you've been grafted into the vine of Israel. And then number two, Jesus said, I give all things that the Father has, which he's given to me, to you who is the church. So we've received both a natural inheritance and a supernatural inheritance. And both of those inheritances are accessed by faith. Now the faith is activated by the substance, which is the revelation knowledge, where we hear and hear God's word, because in Romans 10, 17, it says faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. So revelation knowledge comes by hearing and understanding God's word. We get that substance of revelation knowledge inside of us, where we see that the Bible says in Malachi chapter 3, that if we give our tithes to the storehouse, and our offerings that God promises to rebuke Satan on our behalf and also that he'll open up the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing on us so mighty that we won't have enough room to store it all. When you understand that and you believe it in your heart, it creates a substance called revelation knowledge. Now that revelation knowledge, according to 2 Corinthians 4, turn there with me, according to 2 Corinthians 4, must be spoken. So we understand faith is the substance of revelation knowledge that's in your spirit when you hear and understand the word of God. And it's the it creates the evidence of things not seen <clears throat> by pulling them into your reality. 2 Corinthians 4.13, it says, Since we have the same spirit of faith according to what has been written in the Psalms, I believed, so believing is revelation knowledge, and so I spoke. We also believe, and so we also speak. We also believe, and so we also speak. And in Romans chapter 8, Paul said that the word is very near to you. It's actually in your mouth. This word of faith that we believe and that we speak. That's why it says you must believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. Your confession is what activates your faith. I want you to type that in the comments and write it down. My confession activates my faith. Sandra and Kelly, hello on YouTube. 
My confession is what activates my faith. Remember the four pillars, the four ingredients of faith that we covered. We're going to look at them right now. Go to Mark chapter 5 with me. The four ingredients that we covered were Romans chapter 10, that Paul teaches faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Number two, believing, again in Romans chapter 10. Number three, confessing, speaking. And then equally as important, number four, acting on what you've believed, what you've heard, what you've believed, and what you've spoken. Those are the four ingredients of seeing faith move mountains in your life. If you're missing even one of those pillars, faith will not work for you. It'll be a, it'll be annoying because you'll end up in a position where you're tempted to put your experience above your faith. Now there's three things. Uh, we'll get into that at the end. Let's just go to Mark chapter 5. We're going to look at one of the most powerful pictures of the woman of faith, the woman with the issue of blood. Now there's stuff in this story that when you dissect how it is that this woman received what Jesus paid the price for, and the same way she received her healing by faith is the same way that you receive everything in this book by your faith. Starting in verse 25. And there was a woman who had had a discharge of blood for 12 years and who had suffered under many physicians and had spent all that she had and was no better, but rather she grew worse. Listen to this, verse 27. Highlight it, underline it. She had heard the reports about Jesus. Faith comes by hearing. She had heard the reports about Jesus and came up behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. For she said, so she heard, she believed, and then she said, If I touch even his garments, I will be made well. And immediately the flow of blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of her disease. And Jesus, perceiving in himself that power had gone out from him, immediately turned about in the crowd and said, Who touched my garments? And his disciples said, you see the crowd pressing around you, and yet you say, who touched me? And he looked around to see who had done it, but, in, but she came in fear and trembling and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. And he said to her, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your disease. So now that you know what faith is, now you know how to acquire faith, this is how you put your faith into action in your life. You hear God's word, you come on these live streams, you go to your church on Sunday, you read the word out loud, and it gets inside of you. When it gets inside of you, that revelation knowledge that's in your spirit is meant to leave your mouth. And your confession will lead to your action. And your action will lead to your reception. A lot of people might say, Taylor, God, you can't put God into a formula. And you're right. You can't boil God down to a formula. But you can boil his word down to formulas. God told Joshua and Moses, Obey this book of instruction. <clears throat> it's a book of instructions. Which are formulas. Hey Ian, 
<laughs> Amen. <clears throat> I want you to type this in the comments. Say, I will believe this book of instruction. This woman heard the reports of Jesus. She believed them. She came up behind him. And she said, if I can even touch the hem of his garment, I will be made whole. Those are the four ingredients to activate your faith in your life. But you got to stir yourself up. That You have to have a couple scriptures, like I had said last time. Pastor Stan Pody, he preached on this. The same way that David had five smooth stones that he would sling at Goliath. That's the same way that you have to have five scriptures that you sling at your giant. Find five scriptures pertaining to the mountain or the giant in your life that needs to move. And it will move. Our dad, kids. So find those stones, stand on the word, and sling them at your giant. For me... I love Joshua chapter 1. Let's read it. Tell me tell me it's possible to read this chapter and not get stirred up and want to just explode out of your skin and put on the incorruptible. Listen to what God says to Joshua after Moses lays his hands on him, imparts his mantle, and then Joshua supersedes Moses. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan, you and all this people, into the land that I am giving to them, to the people of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given to you, just as I promised to Moses, from the wilderness and this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites to the great sea toward to, oh, to the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your territory. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Just as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous, for you shall cause this people to inherit the land that I swore to their fathers to give to them. Only be strong and very courageous, being careful to do according to all that the law of Moses my servant commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may have good success wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Three times in two verses. Thanks for laughing, Ness. Three times in two verses. You'll have good success. You'll be prosperous. Then you will succeed in all you do. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. You find scriptures like that. You grab them. You sling them at your giant. When you see that God's put a promise in front of you, but there's giants in the land. There's Hittites in the land. There's Amalekites in the land. There's enemies in your promise, in your territory. You sling the word at them. You grab those smooth stones and you start slinging scriptures at them. 
You say, thank you, God, that you promised. You'll never leave me. You'll never forsake me. Everything I put my hand to will prosper. You said you'll bless me in everything that I do. I meditate on your word. I do not depart from it. Therefore, you have my back. The Bible says that the glory of the Lord is my rear guard. You start stirring yourself up in the scriptures. And as you start stirring them up, you start believing them. You know, the word prophecy, the actual word that is derived from the word prophecy, means to bubble forth. And the intention of the word prophecy, if you read it in the Greek, has multiple meanings. Not only does it mean to foretell, to foretell, but it also means to declare scripture. That is part of the doing of prophecy. So as you bubble forth in the gift of faith, in the spirit of faith, you start declaring the word. You start believing God. You start meditating on it. It starts leaving your mouth and you actually begin to prophesy your future. Then the word gets out. And when the word gets out, it becomes a lamp to your feet as it leaves your mouth. And it creates a plan for you. It creates a path for you. And it makes everything straight. Makes all things straight. Same thing with Psalm chapter 1. You'll be a righteous tree planted by rivers of living water. You'll bear fruit in every season. Your leaf will never wither. You'll be solid and prosperous in all that you do. Romans chapter 8 verse 11. The same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in me. Because he lives in me, he quickens and gives power to my mortal body. Verse 31, I'm more than a conqueror through Christ. 2 Corinthians 5, 17, all things have passed away. All things become new. You start building yourself up in these scriptures and let them leave your mouth. And these stones, as they leave your slingshot, will tear down giants. They will uproot mountains and they will make clear paths in your life. But if it doesn't get in your heart and it doesn't leave your mouth, it's just words on a page. But if you're here tonight, I know for a fact, it'll never be just words on a page. Now, here's a couple keys I want to give to you that will help you with activating your faith now that you know how to get it, now that you have revelation on it, and now you know how to access it. I want to give you keys to keep you in a constant place of always receiving God's word that leaves your mouth. That's right, Ian. Out of your mouth gate. <laughs> and then I'm going to give away these AirPods. Here's three keys. And I'll give you some more. But here's three right off the bat. This is huge. You have to get this. I want you to write this down. Humility. Now I want you to understand something about faith. Faith does not deny fact. I want you to type this in the comments for me. Work with me here if you're getting this. Faith does not deny fact. Faith changes facts. Your confession is not denying your reality. It's changing your reality. You have to understand that. Faith does not deny your current circumstance. We're not arrogant of what's happening in your life. We're confident that God's word by faith will change what's happening in your life. So faith doesn't deny the facts. It changes the facts. Because there's one thing that will always reign above facts. And it's truth. Truth is what changes facts. Truth reigns over facts. God's word in your heart and in your mouth changes facts. Truth will always supersede.
the facts. So humility is finding out where your faith is. And I'll share an example in my own life. I was believing God. I was like, not relatively new, but there was just, I was in a position where I was like, all right, I want to go to the next level in my giving and in my receiving. So there came a moment where I had to boil down. The Bible doesn't say that God won't show you where you're at in your faith. So I knew for a fact I should be well aware of where I'm at in my faith. And so I was at a revival meeting not too long ago. And I said, all right, the Bible says that I'm able to have a tenfold, 30-fold, 60-fold, 100-fold, even a thousand-fold return on my seed. I said, God, I'm going to take this financial seed. I'm going to sow it into this ministry right now. And I'm going to release all my faith. And whatever faith I have inside of me, I expect that return immediately so that I know where my faith is at. And that's what I did. And uh, at the time, I just, I gave 40 bucks. I'd already been giving in the offering all week. But I just gave 40 bucks just to test it. I wanted to see where I was at. So I take 40 bucks, I throw it in the offering. Five minutes later, probably not even that long. A few moments later, an old man comes and sits next to me. And he says, hey, can you come outside? I want to speak to you real quick. And he was, he was a good guy. He wasn't like a, a weirdo with a bag of candy. He, he sat down and he said, I want to talk to you real quick. And he pulled me in the hallway. And he pulled out $400 and he put it in my hand. And he said, I really felt like I should give you this $400 for you and your ministry. And to help you with traveling and everything like that while you're coming out to these meetings. So I knew right then and there, my faith was in a position to receive a tenfold return. That's how much faith I had inside of me. That was the substance of revelation knowledge that I had inside of me. A lot of people will get prideful in their faith walk. And they'll start speaking to mountains. And the mountain won't move. Meanwhile, they're blaming God when the reality is they just don't have the faith to move the mountain. There's going to be mountains in your life that are there to humble you. That you can actually get the faith to move them by feeding on the word. They're there on purpose. Mountains are always going to be in your, in your life. But you'll always have the ability to move the mountains. Now, if you chew off too much or you bite off too much to chew, that's not God's fault. That's your fault. Think about the disciples. When Jesus came back, I think from the Mount of Transfiguration, and when he comes back after he had been praying, he sees that in Mark chapter 9, the disciples were incapable of delivering this young boy of an evil spirit, of an epileptic spirit. And he said, how much longer must I put up with you faithless generation? Now, he could have said a lot of things. But he said, according to their faith was the reason why this young boy was not being delivered. And he said, some only come out by prayer and by fasting. And I covered that in our old prayer and fasting series. But he was talking about unbelief as well. If you've had 20 years of unbelief packed into you, and you've only had a year or two of faith preaching in you, Odds are you still got some areas in your life that you got to get unbelief out. And that's all right. You just get it out. So understand there's going to be mountains. These disciples have been casting out devils. These disciples have been healing the sick. And for some reason, out of nowhere, they don't have the faith to conquer this mountain. But Jesus told them some of this only comes out by prayer and fasting. He gave them a solution. You can get the faith for it by prayer and by fasting. You can increase the anointing on your life. You can kick out unbelief and you can increase in faith with your prayer, with your fasting, and by meditating on God's word. So faith does not deny fact. It changes fact. But our job is to be humble and find out where we're at in our faith. Start where you're at and then keep stretching your faith.
Keep going after those mountains. But never, ever put your experience above God's word. That's the key. There's three things that you must purpose in your heart. Number one, that you will never, ever put what you see with your eyes above the word of God. If you purpose that in your heart, no matter what, your faith walk will never be hindered. Mountains might not move the first time, but they will move. You give it some time, you keep throwing stones, you keep building in the anointing. All things are possible with God. But you never put what you see in your natural eye above what God's word says. If you prayed for Aunt Sally and she had cancer and she didn't get healed and she died, don't you dare go and put your experience above God's word and say, well, I prayed and God didn't heal her. Therefore, it must be God's will for her to die of cancer. You don't know all the deals going on there. God once spoke to me and said, Talon, the ultimate form of pride is to put somebody's experience above my word. So it's actually the most prideful thing that people can do is to walk by sight and not by faith. So there's three things you have to purpose in your heart. One, you'll never ever put your experience above God's word. If you keep your heart in a position like that, God's word will always come to pass in your life. Number two, you have to purpose in your heart that I will never settle for minimal results. I remember uh, evangelist Jonathan Shuttlesworth shares this story of his uncle Ted Sr. Uh, Ted Sr.'s father was the first one born again in their family. He was a pastor, a great man of God. And every time Ted Sr. would come home from Bible college, he would let his dad drive his car sometimes. And every time that his dad would drive his car, his gas tank was always on empty. And he said, Ted, why is it that every time I get into your car, your gas tank is always on empty? And Ted had kind of a smart aleck response. And he said, because I'm a faith preacher. And his dad said, it takes more faith to keep the gas tank full than it does to keep it empty. And that's the thing. You have to have that mentality all the time. If there's an area in your life that you're not living out of the overflow, it's your job to get into a position according to the word and according to your prayer life to where that position in your life is being accomplished simply out of the overflow. I remember what John Osteen used to say. He said, you don't have to live out of the bottom of the bucket. You can live off of the top of the bucket and you only have to fill the bucket once. That is how faith works. That's how the blessing works. That's pertaining to your finances. That's pertaining to every area of your life. Never settle for minimal results. Don't settle for an empty tank. Always settle for a full tank. If you feel like you've hit a new level, never get complacent. Go for the next level. And always purpose it in your heart that I'm always going to go to the next level. If you've got all these properties, you got money coming in, you're debt free, you got 30k in in your bank account, and you're just getting fat and sassy on your count on your couch, empty your bank account. Get rid of it. Do something to stretch your faith. And number three, constantly be stretching your faith. No matter how far you've gone, no matter what level you're at, never get too comfortable. Be content. But don't get comfortable. The faith walk is uncomfortable. Paul said, I know what it's like to be content in abundance and content in little. But he didn't say, I know what it's like to be comfortable in either of those areas. 
Don't get comfortable. Be content, but never get comfortable. Don't be comfortable knowing, oh yeah, I led 30 people to Jesus before I died. I'm chilling. I gave uh, $15,000 to world missions. I'm chilling. No, you got lots of time to go to new levels. Remember, Isaiah 51, never forget the rock from which you've been hewn, the quarry from which you've been cut out. Was Abraham one man when I called him, and I made him a mighty nation? Every man and woman has a mighty nation living inside of them. It's up to us to access it. Well, praise God. That's really all I've got for you tonight. On faith. This was a good series. Like I said, if you missed our other series or our other videos, you got to go watch them. They were awesome. I covered what faith is. I covered how to receive and grow in your faith. And then tonight we covered how to activate your faith. Be in a constant place of stretching yourself, going to new levels, slinging those stones at your giant. Praise God. Amen and amen. Well, I'm going to give people an opportunity, if you were blessed tonight by the word, to give. So if you don't like to give offerings, now is the time to leave. But I know everybody on here does. So I won't, I won't give you a hard time. As you guys know, we are going to be feeding 1,000 kids this Christmas. And I'm so excited about it. We've been feeding 25 kids and we're bumping it up to 30 kids every single month. And this month, or next month I should say, we are stepping into feeding 1,000 kids for Christmas with an organization called Feed the Hungry. So if you've been blessed by tonight's word and you've been blessed by this ministry, we reached over 150 million people last year. This year, I want to reach over 200 million people. Currently, we're feeding 25 kids every day in the country of Nicaragua, and we're going to feed 1,000 for Christmas. So exercise your faith like we've been talking about all week. Remember, the Bible says that what you give comes back to you. Press down, shaken together, running over. Press down, shaken together, and running over. So if you have a heart to see Generation Z shaken with the gospel, and you've got a heart to see a thousand kids get fed this Christmas, this is how you can give financially to support us at Venmo, at Cash App, and, and uh, PayPal. They're all at Revival Way. So Venmo is at Revival Way, one word. Cash app is dollar sign Revival Way on YouTube. You can see it on your screen. And PayPal is at Revival Way. If you want to give a big seed, I know there's some people that give 1,000, 5,000, 10,000. Whatever it is that you want to give, if it's a big number, which I highly encourage, if you've got a business and you want to see your business blessed, give out of your business. It works the same for personal finances as it does for business finances as well. So if you want to give a big amount, I recommend that you go to my website, RevivalWay.com and go to click, you click partner financially today, and you can go through our app Tithely, which deals with churches and nonprofits to receive donations of any size. I encourage you like I always do, give the biggest offering you've ever given today. And as people are giving, I'm going to put my Santa hat on and we're going to give away these AirPods because I'm in a given mood tonight hallelujah glory to god good thing i've got tiny ears because some people got big ears and they would look like a fool in this those of you that are given oh i gotta turn on my christmas music praise the lord
Oh, is it playing? It is playing. Glory to God. We got our Christmas music on on YouTube. Welcome, everybody. As people are given, I'm going to give shout-outs. Amanda Moyers. Kiernan, thank you so much for your giving. Amanda Moyers gave. Kiernan Hall gave. Darion gave. Mary King gave. God bless you guys on Cash App. Let's see if we got people on PayPal. Yep, we got someone on PayPal. Pure Heart Apparel, God bless you for your giving. Edgar, thank you for your giving on PayPal. I always like to give uh, shout-outs to people as you give. Because it's nice to be honored. You know, I was talking to Pastor Hankins. Pastor Mark Hankins. And if you don't follow him already on social media, I highly recommend you fix that mistake and you go follow him. ASAP, because he's a great man of God, and he was giving me some advice this past weekend, and he said, there's two things that you've always got to let your financial partners know. Number one, the purpose, and number two, the promise. So you have to let people know. So those of you that are giving, I want you to know the purpose is that I have a burden on my heart to see Generation, Generation Z shaken by the power of God, that revival would come to Generation Z, when it seems like all hope is lost. And all Generation Z is doing is twerking on TikTok, playing Minecraft and whatever. That you know that there's a 25-year-old evangelist that's at the top of his generation right now. Reaching millions and millions of people each and every single week with the gospel. That's the purpose. To know that even though depression rates skyrocketed, suicide rates skyrocketed, substance abuse skyrocketed. In the past two years, it doesn't matter. Hope's not lost. The Bible says that I will never be ashamed of the gospel for it is the power of god saving everyone who believes so that's the purpose we're going to reach my goal is 200 million souls before i pass on to eternity or before i get raptured number two the promises that god's word promises a blessing to come upon you your finances and your house when you give to the advancement of the kingdom of god when you give to kingdom purposes paul wrote in philippians 4 that it is credited to your account so when you give to a traveling evangelist like myself, somebody who's reaching this generation with the gospel, when you give financially, it's actually credited to your account. So when people get born again, when they get saved, filled with the Holy Ghost, when they start becoming evangelists, the same rewards that I will receive in heaven are also going to be given to you because you're the one who sent the preacher with your finances. And that's a beautiful thing. So be encouraged by that. Be very encouraged by that. I'll give people a little bit more time. Amen. Jesus Fire Ministries. Let people keep giving. Brittany Castillo, thank you so much for your financial gift. We've got people giving tonight on this Friday. People are excited to see who won these AirPods. I'm really dragging it out to make sure people hang out with me. Also, I'll throw it up on YouTube real quick as well. We just caught uh, wind, it's kind of a poor way to say it, just got word that I will be the one that'll be preaching for our New Year's event. So you can guarantee it's going to be a great night. December 31st for New Year's, I will be preaching. We're going to have a miracle healing service. I'm going to preach on faith. We're gonna, I'm going to preach your socks off. We're going to go into 2022, the best year that you've ever had in Jesus 
mighty name. Not only is God going to crown your year with excellence and massive blessing as you go into 2022, but when you come to this event, I don't care where you live. You could live in an igloo in northern Alaska. you got to get to these meetings in northwest Iowa, December 31st at Activation Church. It's going to be a grand time. If you got people that need healing, bring them. You, you got somebody that needs a miracle, bring them. You need breakthrough in your life. You got a family member that needs to get saved. Come to the meeting and start your year off right. You will not regret it in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you everybody for giving. If you're watching this after it's posted on Instagram and you'd like to give, it'll be uh, written down in the description. So you can give through the description. All right. Well, I've got all these names in my pocket. Hold on. I wrote down all the names on paper of everybody that did what I required. And if you didn't get in for this draw, then you can get in for next week's draw. Next week, I'm not sure what I'm giving away yet. But uh, this week, we're giving away these Apple AirPods. As you can see, they're still in the package, in the plastic. Megan is going to wrap them up real nice for you. She'll give them a good kiss or something and send them your way. But here's all the names. I'm going to shake them up and get them stirred up real good. I'll put them in my pocket and I'm going to pick one name. That way you know it's fair. Ian Ross is automatically disqualified from this drawing. So he will not be getting any AirPods no matter what. Even if he posts it like 10 times, he's, <laughs> he's never allowed to get anything from me. All right. Me and my Christmas hat. And if you're watching on Instagram, I encourage you to go subscribe on YouTube. Reason being is because I'm a big fan of Christmas. So because I'm a big fan of Christmas, I've actually got Christmas music going on right now on YouTube. But you can't hear it on Instagram. You just see me with a goofy hat in a green studio. But if you watch on YouTube, you can listen to the cool Christmas music. All right, let's do this. Stirring up this pocket real good. Let's see who won these AirPods. Baby X. <laughs> I want to say, I know your real name. I'm sorry. You sent you sent in an offering, I'm pretty sure. I got to find your, <laughs> your name. But that was your name. Louis Turner, thank you for your giving, brother. Um, Is that Mary King? Mary King, are you Baby X? I don't know. I got to remember. There was... Is somebody named Baby X, and she did do what I told her to do. So we will be getting your contact information, Baby X, and you will be receiving some AirPods. Um, yeah, praise God. What a cool thing. I get to play Santa Claus for a little bit. Next week, I'll let you know what we're going to give away next week. I want to give away like a, a nice pair of shoes, but... We'll see. That's right. Colton said show show birth certificate. That's right. Let me see your birth certificate. But next week we'll be uh we'll be giving away a pair of shoes or something. If you want to be entered into the drawing for next week, all you got to do is as soon as I finish posting this on Instagram, you can take this video or any video on my Instagram live streams, post them Post them to your Instagram story, tag me in it, and then put three of your friends in the comments section. And when you do that, I'll be notified and I'll write your name down 
and uh, you'll be added into this group of people that will get a nice birthday present from me or a Christmas present from me. Not a birthday present. Sound like a fool. Amen. Amen. Well, everybody that gave, if you haven't given yet, get your giving ready. And those of you that have given already, hold your uh, phone in your hand or whatever that you're giving by. I'm going to pray with you. We're going to join faith and we're going to believe God for major breakthrough in your finances tonight. Maybe you're somebody that your faith was stirred. I've shared my story with you multiple times about how I've emptied out my bank account on multiple occasions because I was believing God for financial breakthrough. And each and every single time that I did, God showed up in major, major ways. So if tonight's the night, you know you need a miracle in your life. You know that you need a mountain move. Maybe you need just something crazy that could never happen in the natural and only God could do it for you. Take a financial seed, sow the biggest seed you've ever sown, and let's believe God together and watch what he'll do. He will never, ever let you down. Let's pray. I'm going to join my faith with you right now. Father, in Jesus' mighty name, I join my faith with every individual that is sowing financially into this ministry. I thank you that this is a ministry that's good soil, and therefore we reap good harvests. That as people sow financially into the advancement of your kingdom, into seeing Generation Z shaken with the power of God, that you promise to multiply their seed back to them, that you guarantee all grace, all sufficiency at all times and all works and everything that they put their hand to will prosper in Jesus' mighty name. Let it be known unto them according to their faith, some a hundredfold, some sixtyfold, thirtyfold, but always pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Thank you that you guarantee the windows of heaven shall be opened on our behalf and that you'll pour out a blessing so big that we could never contain it and that the devourer is rebuked for our sake because we are a tither, we are a giver. And we advance your kingdom. Where our money is, our heart is also. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. And amen. God bless you, everybody. Thank you so much for your giving. And uh, don't miss next week. Next week is going to be awesome. I've already got what we're going to teach on. And we're going to teach on four things that you must know about Jesus Christ. If you don't know these four things, your Christian walk is going to be wacky. So you need to know these four things about Jesus. Join me next week. We will be live Monday night at 7 p.m. God bless you. Happy holidays, everybody. Don't forget, share this on your Instagram story. Tag me in it and tag your friends in the comments so that way I can send you a nice Christmas present. God bless you. I love you. Adios. Mwah.